This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Hold on, everybody. I spilt my coffee. I'm using the new My Pillow towels, kitchen towels, huh? All the different colors. Uh, use that promo code L77. There's your 1-800 number. Uh, before we get started, I'll do a quick commercial, everybody. Uh, as you all might have heard in the news, uh, uh, My Pillow, we've uh, Amer- American Express took away our credit, and uh, for no reason. And then we're getting audited. Our home reps are getting audited. All of our call center, they want to take away their um, um, status they have as contract labor. And they work on commission, everybody. And every other call center, they're not picking on Amazon. They're not picking on anyone else. It's because we're right over target. We're over target to secure our elections. And our elections are going to be secure. And it's going to be amazing. So I wanted to keep these... Um, these call center reps, keep them busy. There's the number 800-799-7492. I'll quick go through a couple of the, the specials we're having on, on, uh, my pillow. This is the, my pillow 2.0, everybody. This is the technology, the, my pillow patented fill with the new fabric. That's USA, all this USA made this, uh, cooling fabric made out of this cooling thread. Sleep is about temperature and height. Adjust the height. You get the cool uh, coolness. You get the amazing REM Delta sleep you deserve. Um, we also have the MyPillow 2.0 mattress toppers and mattresses, all 100% made in the USA. The mattress toppers, I don't care what bed you have, uh, new bed, old bed, you put this on there, it's like a brand new, amazing rejuvenation station is what I call it. Uh, this is a... They're normally 40% off on our sale. They're going 50% off. Go down, go use that promo code L77. And then uh, I'll go through a quick other ones. We got the MyPillow towels, towels that work. They worked They worked when we when we developed them and they work now. They actually dry you and they're soft. Then we got, I just told you about the new kitchen towels, 25% off. The towel sets, by the way, $39.99 on sale for 50% off. All the slippers, the MyPillow slippers, uh, we have all the sizes and colors and everything uh, on sale. Remember, they're $49.98. We're going to get take another $10 off tonight, $39.98 on sale. So call that number, 800-799-7492. One more thing, everybody. Don't forget, the best coffee ever, ever developed. This is the most amazing coffee, uh, when I say developed, I guess produced. Um, uh, these entrepreneurs... Uh, they're down in Florida. They have their own uh, bean fields and where they grow the coffee beans, uh, um, South America somewhere. And they, uh, I went down and it. It is the best coffee ever. And, um, and you can get these over at mystore.com, everybody. Mystore.com. And I don't know if everybody's watched. Every, um, uh, Brandon, you know, we launched the new My Store Hour. On, uh, it's every day. I... Uh, airs at noon, um, 12 o'clock Central Time, everybody. And uh, we're selling all the My Store products there. Uh, these great uh, USA entrepreneurs. Go check out My Store, everybody. Help out the entrepreneurs. Help out uh, help your, help out yourself. Get all your Christmas gifts now. Get it out of the way. The best products ever. Uh, Brandon, how you doing? Are you there? How you doing? Doing good. We got headlines, but I guess you got some stuff. And why don't you take over? You said you called me earlier. I know I heard the news about Kevin McCarthy. No. Yes. Bye-bye. You know. Yes. Bye-bye, Kevin. Um, you know, it's uh, it's long overdue. And uh, uh, do you have Ivan? Is Ivan Yeah, is Ivan on? ready, Logan? Ivan's supposed to be with us right now. Okay. Uh, he well, said, he, he just said try again. Okay. Uh, and then, Brandon... Um, I, I'm a great article came out about me, um, and uh, when we get done with Ivan, I want to see. I want to see that it came out in the Washington Times. Uh, if you want to check it out, I says the right. uh, uh, Washington Times. Um, I think it was written by Peter Navarro. Everybody, um, really? Yeah, you check that out. I re. Uh, um, let's see here. It should be on my. 
I put it on all my social media, and I even had a chance to read it, but it's called uh, Stop the Crucifixion of Mike Lindell. Um, and it's uh, it's the Washington Times, big publication. Um, and this, so we can go through, uh, we go with Ivan and talk about oh, the there Kevin it is. There it is. I found it, found it, found it. There it is. Yeah. Stop the crucifixion yeah, well, of Mike Lindell. Woke corporatists seek to bankrupt any business that does not conform to the left. Let's definitely go through that. October 3rd. That's today. Peter Navarro. Wow. Yeah. All right. First joining yeah, us is Ivan Raiklin. Ivan, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Come to us, guys. There we go. Hey, Ivan. Brandon, Mike Lindell. There's about 100 people. All of them are clamoring to buy a pillow from you, Mike. All right. Hey, yeah. yeah, Mike Lindell. <laughs> right on, right on. Where are you tonight, I'm Ivan? The Club of America. Where are you? The Patriot Club of America. Which is in where? Maryland. Right well, on. Thank you all of you for joining us. Thank you, Ivan, for joining us. That's awesome. All right, so we got big news today. Uh, we didn't know how it was going to go down. We were watching it live. We were breaking in with some news reports along the way. Uh, did not know at all how it was going to go. Uh, I, I wasn't sure that he would have the votes, uh, Matt Gates. Uh, were you were you confident or were you not sure if this was going to happen? No, I think no one was sure until it actually happened. Exactly. Because coming out earlier than today, uh, I think it was uh, Tim, uh, uh, what's his name? One of Tim Burchett, thank you. Tim Burchett came out earlier today that said, hey, I'm friends with Kevin McCarthy, and I hate that my friendship with him might actually not continue after today because I'm going to do what's good for America, and my conscience is more important than supporting Kevin McCarthy and the destruction wow. of America. All right. So, so, so General Flynn picked up on that and put it out there, and I think that was the necessary momentum that had enough Republicans to join forces with obviously the Democrats to remove uh, Kevin McCarthy, which gets us into the next phase to be able to choose the appropriate Speaker of the House for the time such as this. Okay, before we get to that and who that might be, hint, hint, initials are Donald Trump. Um, before we get there. <laughs> Brandon, you always, you always get it all. You, we never, you, know, you never build up suspense, Brandon. Come on. <laughs> before we go there. For the people who maybe didn't watch the floor speeches today, it was very interesting because you had the you had some people, some good people on the one side saying, uh, you know, I don't want to get rid of Kevin. He's done his job. You know, there's one or two people I saw giving speeches on his behalf that I was like, oh, no, why are they doing that? But I do appreciate some of the work they've done. But then we had Matt Gates kind of standing there like a rock all by himself. I think the only person I saw get up and give a speech, correct me if I'm wrong, because I watched the whole thing, but maybe I got distracted. But I think the only one I saw get up and give a speech on his behalf was Andy Biggs. So am I right? I believe so. I didn't, read, I didn't see the whole thing, but those aren't the only two that are going to actually vote for somebody else. I expect that the momentum is to remove Kevin McCarthy because you have now somebody such as a, what used to be considered a rhino light at best, and probably more like a rhino, Nancy Mace has totally changed her tune. After she admitted that she was injured by the vaccine during one of the hearings, she in the last few months has gone, uh, I would call her in the camp of, yes, she has TDS, but at the same time, she has the same level of angst towards a uniparty that's destroying our country okay so she's so not a, she has direction. trump she has trump derangement syndrome you say but she is upset with the deep state the establishment this crowd that gave us the clot shot uh, and so we'll see what she does for those who maybe didn't watch the speech uh, of either side well those in the because the democrats just sat there and watched and boy, when I only saw Matt Gates get up, who was doing a fabulous job, that guy's got guts. When he was standing there pretty much by himself, other than with Andy Biggs, I thought to myself, I don't think he's going to get the votes because the people I thought were going to join him, I'm not seeing them join. So I was a little shocked at the votes and the way it went. But for those who didn't see that back and forth, what would be the main bullet points as to why Matt Gates was calling to vacate the chair? The main bullet point of why he's vacating the chair is that we currently have a lawless, illegitimate executive branch that is being funded to weaponize against our constitutional rights. And he is the only person that is not taking in PAC money 
and lobbyist money as a member of Congress. He has the people's support. He knows it. And so with that, he would rather destroy the ability of a Congress to fund the executive branch so that it doesn't violate our rights. It's, it's almost we're in a position where it's better to not have a House of Representatives functioning if they're going to go ahead and function and fund our constitution. So what you're saying is we have this continuing resolution that's going to expire next month, correct? Yes. Okay. So when, when, when it expires, then, then the government's going to shut down and maybe the government stays shut down till the election of November, 2024. If that's the case, then are you telling me the FBI is no longer funded and they can't run around and interrupt somebody's meal at Hardee's and steal their phone? Yes, just like the Whoa. My Pillow guy, right? What? <laughs> what do you I can go to Hardy safely again. I can go to Hardy safely again. Hey, hey, How I got about a quick we take question. that money and? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. I got a quick question, and, and maybe people don't understand like me. Um, so when they voted, was it a majority vote? What did it take, or what? What actually happened? And you know, for somebody just tuning in, could Brandon or, or Ivan can say what actually happened today, and what was the was that the majority, and how was it allowed that uh, one person could bring it up even? So back in January, one of the rules packages that Kevin McCarthy agreed to was to allow only one person to do a privileged motion to vacate the chair. That occurred yesterday when Matt Gates moved to vacate that chair, and then today there was a vote on whether or not that that would proceed. There were enough Republicans to go ahead and agree with that, along with Democrats. And then subsequent to that, there was a vote to then remove Kevin McCarthy. Uh, most Democrats voted for that. And in, in addition to that, the Freedom Caucus members also voted, thus creating the majority, meaning of the 226 or 426 members that voted, 216 voted to remove Kevin as speaker, 210 voted to keep him in. So it was a bipartisan effort to remove Kevin McCarthy. But that's going to continue to grow because now the next question is, well, now that we don't have a speaker, we don't have a House of Representatives that's functioning, which is great, hopefully till January 3rd of 2025. Uh, but there's going to be a vote to determine who the Speaker of the House is going to be. And I advocate that we need to go back to November of 2022 and the National File article lays out in detail that there was a House Freedom Caucus memo being floated around to put forth Donald J. Trump to be the Speaker of the House and grant him full immunity so that he can now do what's known as a boomerang and create the necessary retribution against the lawless, illegitimate executive branch. And let's just call it what it is. Castrate the deep state. So, so are you saying that if Donald Trump is installed as the Speaker of the House, that all of these investigations and everything we saw going on yesterday, all of that would come to a screeching halt if he becomes speaker? Oh, there's a little path that needs to be taken place. We defund all the weaponized institutions within our executive branch, right? Number two, why doesn't he move to impeach every single lawless actor in that executive branch, starting with the Biden criminal syndicate, then Mayorkas, then Harris, then, uh, let's see here, FBI director Christopher Ray Epps. What about the TSA administrator, David Pekoski, for putting us on the secondary screening list? How about, oh, I don't know, who else? What about Merrick Garland and the like? And oh, by the way, let's go ahead and impeach all of those guys. And then while we do that, we'll lay out the evidence to the entire public to see and hear so that the state legislatures in Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia can go ahead and say, you know what? Yeah, the electors we transmitted in 2020 are now proven for the whole world to see as illegitimate. We're going to go ahead and reclaim those, trigger a 12th Amendment contingent election that Speaker Trump will preside over, and there will be a vote that then does what? Chooses the president of the House's choosing by one state, one vote. And since there's a Republican majority by that construct, I would suspect that the front runner would be the Speaker of the House, formerly at that point, now the newly reelected President Trump that can still continue to run for a second full term. Okay, so what kind of votes? McCarthy became Speaker because he cut a deal with some Democrats, correct? 
McCarthy cut a deal with the Democrats in order to fund Ukraine and continue to protect China, right? So CCP Kevin and uh, Ukraine First Kevin did that. Obviously, I go into my the details in the Substack. What I think they're going to try to argue tomorrow or tonight, the, the uniparty scum are going to say, oh, Matt Gates and these rogue actors, they worked with the Democrats. And the response should be as follows by Matt Gates: If Kevin McCarthy can lie to us and go ahead and work with the Democrats, I'm not going to lie, and I'm going to work with the Democrats to save this country. That's the result of I think. So, do you would 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 President Trump to be Speaker needs some votes from the Democrats to become Speaker? No, because if all if 218 members of the Republican conference vote for Trump out of the 222, then he becomes speaker. Problem is you have at least four or five China first Republicans that will do everything in their power to not vote for Trump. Well, that was my point. Right. So that was my point. So are there any yellow dog Democrats, as we used to call them back in the 90s, are there any yellow dog Democrats no. who are up for re-election, who are in, who are in uh, you know, tight races that may help out? No. That's a definitive no. Our only option is to continue this fight until they bend to our will. Not 15 votes, not 20 votes, not 100 votes. Let's bring on 500 votes either until the end of the 118th Congress, which will be June or January 3rd of 2025, or to them for them to bend to select and elect Donald Trump. So if they That's get it. Speaker Trump, if they get Speaker Trump, can President Trump then convene uh, a special committee that fulfills the wishes of one individual I'm thinking of who would like to testify about machines and and voter fraud? Let's see, I don't maybe Mike Lindell. Could Donald Trump do that and then say, hey, you know, I, I'd like to see Mike Lindell testify. I think that the logical course would be him to be speaker. Yes. I've been raking as the sergeant at arms, bring in people like Mike Lindell to make sure that they're protected. And while he's testifying, bring in those such as the CEO of certain machine companies, along with others from the DOJ and the FBI to the, and the DHS. <laughs> and then while Mike Lindell is testifying, the sergeant at arms is handcuffing those other witnesses next to him. Right. And then we melt all the machines down and turn them into prison bars, huh? That's right. Yeah! All right, hey, I got to go. All that, right. That's a great report. Thank you, Ivan. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. CA in Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you, guys. Great, 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 great job. Wow. How, what do you think of that, Mike? That was uh, that was awesome. I was General Flynn calling me there while uh, um, that phone that rang there. He says, are you on TV? He started to tell me something, and I couldn't hear what I was saying. So Caitlin's going to call him back. All right. Well, <laughs> but, uh, by the way, everybody, they, uh, uh, you know, you're talking about the election, uh, um, the election platforms that we're securing and all the evidence. Uh, you know, this is all going full steam ahead, and that's why my pillow continues to be attacked. That was General Flynn. He's all on board with the plan. We're working together on this. Um, uh, we're actually raising money right now everybody um logan put up the lindell offense fund remember everybody i ran out of money i can't fund this by myself these devices are we want them in the hands of all the election officials as many as we can this fall these are the elections officials these are the ones that are going to have them right in their election uh, counties precincts wherever they are set them on the table and it's going to detect any of those machines come online. Remember, they lied to us and said, oh, the machines aren't online. We're not online. So you can help all support that. LindellOffenseFund.org. You can also go there and watch the plan. I want you all and watch how we got here. Um, and um, you got to get that um, app, FrankSocial.com, everybody. That's the election crime app. We have the electioncrimebureau.com. So many things going on, and uh, but you can get on, support that right now. We really need help right now. Right now, we have to get to the LindellOffenseFund.org and help out. Even I don't care if it's five dollars, ten dollars.
know somebody that has more and you don't have it, get to them and say, our country depends on this now more than ever. We have to secure these elections. Um, it's very interesting, Brandon. I don't know if he answered your question. How would how would uh, Donald Trump get voted as Speaker of the House if you need some Democrats? And then he say no Democrats will do it, right? Yeah, well, I think he was saying that what's going to have to happen is that the shutdown of the government and everything's going to become so painful that finally enough Republicans who were no's are going to say yes. Or right. or or some some Democrats come on board. I guess that's what he was saying. That's what I kind of want to get. Well, what do you say? There's about there's about um, um, four or five or something like that that are totally against. Yeah, uh, there's some rhino uh, or some Republican rhinos that are uh, definitely. Well, we're, we're calling call them Uniparty. Uniparty guys. They have no, Trump derangement. We're not syndrome. sure really what Kevin was. What do you think he was? Do you think rhino or Uniparty? I think Uniparty. I, I do too. I really do. Everybody. And by the way, it's coming um, out right now. Just the news. Just the news is reporting. That's a website. I think that's John Solomon's group. He is reporting that McCarthy will not seek to reclaim Speaker's gavel in next leadership fight. So uh, he's not going to, you know, fight for his job back. Well, I don't blame him. <laughs> uh, you're not wanted, Kevin. I can look back over. You know, like when uh, I don't. I mean, because yeah, the thought was he could go in and and. Try to get enough Democrats to, you know, get the Uniparty, get enough Republicans and enough people in the Democrat Party, the Uniparty, to put him back in. But apparently he's not going to do that. Well, that's good. Um, I, well, you know, when you go against our country and you go against the will of the people, it doesn't make sense. You're going to stand out like a sore thumb. And finally, this is what's happening in our country. People are getting courage. I'm so glad that people had the courage to join Matt Gates and stand up. You just heard it from Ivan that one of them said, you know, Kevin's a friend of mine, but I got to save our country. Our country's been gone, everybody. We all have to stand up. One other thing with this plan to secure our elections, everybody, when you have the Election Crime Bureau up, um, or the, uh, the Frank Social app, everybody, you're going to be able to look down the election crime stream and you're going to be able to see things are going on right in your backyard. But one of the things this is going to do, it's going to point out who the uniparty people are, who the rhinos are, who the bad people are, because they're going to stand up in a people oppose things that, that don't make sense. Like who would, who, Brandon, I'm going to ask you this. If you asked um, 99 or 100% of the people in the country, I'll bet you 99.9999% of them would say, seal up our borders. Yes. What is it doing? I mean, it's even the illegals that were here don't want more illegals. It's, it's bizarre. You know, yep. it's like uh, it's like unreal. The fentanyl pouring across, killing people, and and um, there's things that don't make sense. Everybody, to, and it doesn't help. Not just not make sense. Remember, if something's done that doesn't help people on either side, take the of the political thing from a Democrat to Republican, liberal to conservative, and everything in between. If it doesn't help any of the people, then there's a hidden agenda. And that agenda is to destroy our country. It's to destroy our country. You say, well, why would anyone want to do that? Brandon, can you explain why would they want to do that? Why would the globalists, the Uniparty, the Deep State, the CCP, why would they want to do it, Brandon? What's the evil's motivation? You've been studying you've been studying this for decades. Well, they want they, they cannot have America as that city on a hill that you like to quote quoting from Ronald Reagan. They don't. They cannot have. They cannot enter into the new world order of a socialist system that would be big government, big business merging together. When you have this free capitalist haven in America, they can't have that. To 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 right. enter into this new system, they've got to bring down the leader because once they bring down America, other nations are going to fall with it. Well, I I want to I want to almost disagree with that part. Falling with you, I I'm here to say. 52 nations have already fell to that, to the to the globalists. That's true. And the Uniparty. And what I'm saying is they were taken over. How? By the electronic voting machines, everybody. The last one being our good friend um, Bolsonaro, President Bolsonaro and Brazil. That, was, that country fell. That's every country in South America. You've got Canada, Australia. The list goes on and on and on and on.
you know, and I would say, well, what do you mean Canada's this and this? Really, everybody? Machines started in Canada in 1998. They started with these tablets. Remember, Brandon? Yep. You know, but... Uh, and there's another uh, reason, too. I think there is a desire by the powers that be, the globalists, some of these people whose names we, we don't even maybe right. know, very powerful families and people. Uh, they, right. I think there is a desire for a Eurocentric world government. I think there's a desire for a Eurocentric well, world know, government, not world, America running world, One world money, mark of the beast, it's yep. all tied in the, and, it, know, and, the and, and it being highly it's concentrated in Europe. Battle. Yes. In my spiritual battle of a biblical proportion. Yep. What I'm saying, what I wanted to say to you was, you're saying we send, the, uh, you know, if the U U.S. goes down, so do other nations. We are also, we're that, well, this is, we're the only hope these other 52 nations that have already fell have. I have talked to the Venezuela underground so many times, you know, where they're there going, hey, you're, the only hope we have is that the U.S., We'll get do it. Something will happen. This was two years ago, two and a half. Don't ever give up. They would say, don't ever give up. If you could get rid of these men, prove the computers, the, the stolen election, maybe that they have hope someday that their people will rise up and say, no, we don't want machines. We can't have this because you know what? If you got into power, if you're evil and you got into power, you know, this is why we have Republicans and Democrats, everybody. This is why we have people like Brad Ratzenberger of Georgia, Robin Voss in Wisconsin. If you're getting elected by these voting machines and selected, you're not going to want to get rid of them, Brandon. Does everybody realize that this this whole fight to secure our elections, the, the main thing that stands out above others is the computers. They have protected these computers and their way that they stole this election at all costs. Lawfare, billions of dollars, billions of dollars being spent to uh, to protect. And all the horrible journalists out there, their bosses telling them, hey, go go after my pillow. Go after Mike Lindell and his big mouth about, about the electronic voting machine. Go squash him, squash him. By the way, Brandon, tomorrow, I'm going to tell you this now. I'm going to, I will say, everybody, that what you're going to hear tomorrow will probably be in the top three stories. It could be number one in the world tomorrow. You got that, all you terrible journalists watching? You're going to have, you're going to have more stuff to write about, um, Mike Lindell. What but is isn't it? it great today? What, what is it, Mike? I cannot say, Brandon. I cannot say. I, I know you. it always bugs you when I can't tell you on the show. But I'm telling you, everybody, I'm getting out in front of this. And uh, I will we'll probably... If it's announced in the morning, uh, I will get on here, whether no matter whose show it is, and jump on their show, whether it's C. Bannon on our network in the morning or my own re show, the rerun, we'll, I'll jump, we'll we jump on their line. Yeah, we'll break in. We'll break in. I will tell you all that. We'll break in here for break, for for that news. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this will be big news. But I want to tell you, an article came out today, everybody. I haven't read it. Brandon, put it up there. All right. Um this came out in the Washington Times, and it sounds. I haven't read it yet. It sounds like it could be a refreshing article. Here for it a is. Well, it's sure got a. It's you got know. a. It's got a good title and a good author. Washington Times stopped the crucifixion of Mike Lindell. Subtitled: Woke right. corporatists seek to bankrupt any business that does not conform to the left picture of Mike Lindell. Good picture, by the way. Yeah. Why don't All you right. go ahead and read it? We'll go ahead and read it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say right now. All you journalists that are watching right now, and all you media people watching. Um, here's some news here. Uh, this is news, I, and, I, and I haven't read it yet, but I, I, I imagine that uh, um, it, it would be fair and balanced of what's really going on. But let's go ahead with it, Brandon. All right. Uh, the crucifixion of my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, by woke corporatists represents a new and dangerous form of uncivil warfare that threatens to further divide our nation, even as it disintegrates the First Amendment. Before wokeism, Mr. Lindell was praised across ideological divide. He overcame drug and gambling addictions to create a powerful powerhouse U.S. company employing thousands of Americans. If every American CEO had the same made in America or made in the USA ethics as Mr. Lindell, I may never have served in the Trump White House. There simply would not have been any jobs in factories for then President Donald Trump bring home to, to bring home to America. In these woke times, however, Mr. Lindell has been under constant attack. Wokeism seeks to bankrupt any business that does not conform to the rigid doctrines of the left and his 
original woke sin has been to openly question the results of the 2020 presidential election. Never mind, there is abundant evidence of possible fraud and election irregularities in the 2020 race, particularly in the battlegrounds of Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, where President Biden won the race. For details, read the Navarro Report, which I penned in the White House after reading thousands of affidavits reviewing the tactics of Democratic strategists like Mark Ellis and watching enough video clips to give me JFK stole it from Nixon chills. Just how is, and by the way, for those who maybe don't know, that's where they found ballots for uh, Nixon in, in Chicago. Just how is woke, woke fair being waged against Mike Lindell? It started shortly after Mr. Biden took office when America's big box and betting retailers began choking off my pillows retail distribution channels. More than 20 companies, including Costco, Dollar General, Kohl's, Target, and Walmart, stopped selling my pillow products despite their popularity and profitability. The hypocrisy of these woke corporatists is stunning. To wit, in woke circles, it's ethical to put an American company like my pillow out of business if its CEO exercises his First Amendment rights. Yet it's equally ethical for these retailers to stuff their distribution channels with Chinese products made with slave labor and highly polluted factories that benefit from the massive theft of American intellectual property and massive illegal government subsidies. It didn't take long for the next woke jack boot to drop. It would come from Mr. Lindell's bank, Minnesota Bank and Trust. Despite years of Mike's loyalty, this bank unilaterally closed all of his accounts, including the one for Frank Speech, Lindell TV's network, and First Amendment megaphone. Comes now that paragon of woke virtue, American Express, in for the kill. After a profitable 15-year relationship with MyPillow, American Express has suddenly cut Mr. Lindell's credit line from $1 million to a mere 100000 thereby crippling his ability to manage his cash flow. On top of this, Mr. Biden's IRS is terrorizing my pillow with audits. Mr. Lindell is hardly an outlier in this. He is just the most public victim of the unrelenting wokeism now fragging patriots all over Mr. Trump's America. Consider my own experience. After four years of White House service, creating jobs and saving lives, the chancellor at the University of California, Irvine, where I'm professor emeritus, canceled my online course offering on the leading Pinseria platform, Coursera platform. My loss of income due to this was small compared with the loss of opportunity for students worldwide who could never afford an elite instruction like the University of California. Over 1 million students in more than 140 countries had already taken one of my courses. Then there was my longtime Speakers Bureau, the Sweeney Agency. It declined to represent me after I left the White House, as did leading Washington speakers' bureaus. The rationale? With the, quote, taint, in quote, of Donald Trump, I was no longer marketable to a client list heavily skewed toward woke corporations. Nor could I sign one of those multi-million dollar book deals with Simon & Schuster or HarperCollins, leading woke publishers that regularly hand out massive advances to any ex-Trump official willing to dump on Mr. Trump. While I would have several bestsellers with alternative publishers, I was, again, woke-fared, not once, but twice, by the editors of the New York Times bestseller list. They refused to put either in Trump time or taking back Trump's America on the list, with a resulting massive loss in sales. Of course, my lost woke-fair income pales in comparison with what the woke corporatists are taking from Mr. Lindell. The broader question is, how can Americans who still believe in the First Amendment strike back? Currently, we can boycott. There's not a snowball's chance in Hades I will ever walk into a Walmart or use an American Express card again or buy a book published by Simon & Schuster. And whenever I need towels, sheets, pillows, or slippers, I'm skipping Target and Kohl's and heading to MyPillow.com. Yet what we really need is a reform legal system that will empower victims of wokeism to hold both corporations and corporate executives financially accountable for their attacks and resultant damages. I, for one, will work hard to bring about such change if Republicans manage to seize both the White House 
and Congress in the 2024 election. Will you join me in that effort? Written by Peter Navarro, who served in the Trump White House as manufacturing czar, chief China strategist, and Defense Production Act policy coordinator. And this originally appeared at peternavarro.substack.com. Wow, that's excellent. Oh. Very well done. Yeah, well, and you know what I'm going to do, everybody? I'm going to give you, uh, <clears throat> I don't think I've done this in a while. I'm going to give everybody a maybe a 10-minute, I'm going to try and keep it to 10 minutes and explain from where I was, as like Peter said in that article there, I was a ex-crack addict, ex-gambler, ex-alcoholic, you name it, I was it, uh, cocaine, crack, everything. God set me free of that on January 16, 2009. Now, remember, everybody, or everybody, well, I guess um, this, as the story goes, I had never voted. I didn't think politics meant a thing to me. I didn't know what a Democrat was. I didn't know what a Republican was. I certainly didn't know what a, a liberal or conservative was. I didn't know anything about it. Politics didn't affect me. Well, in 2016, I met Donald Trump, never met him before in my life, on August 15, 2016, in a divine appointment. And I walked in there as a businessman. He asked me to come from Minnesota. Remember, I was the media's darling, Brandon. I had all these employees, a rags to riches story, an addict to, and I was right. I was also doing, I set up the Lindell Recovery Network for addicts to help other addicts. I was evangelizing all over the country and speaking in churches. And uh, if the media, if I said, hey, you're going to hire 200 more employees today? Hey, how many? Whenever all the media of the country made, it was all there. I've been on TV millions of times by then. Well, I meet Donald Trump uh, in this meeting, and it's it's just him and I for about 40 minutes, I guess. And and one of the questions, they said, Mike, whatever you do, don't tell him you were a crack addict and you're never going to meet him alone. Well, we were alone. And one of the first things I said is uh, uh, he started talking. I said, you know, I was a crack addict, and I kind of looked at him like this and and uh, and I and he and I said I'm going to set up our, this recovery network uh, that's called can be called the Lindell Recovery Network.org to help addicts for free online, which I have it to the now by the way, everybody, I have it right now. And he said, and I'm going to stop the drugs pouring in from the southern border and, and build that wall. And but he asked me how my manufacturers by making stuff here in the USA and how how it was working out for me. That's why he called me and no other agenda. And I told him, I said, you know, it's amazing. And, and you know, all the things that were going on then. I walked out of his office and I said, this guy is going to be the greatest president in history. If it, I didn't know what a president should. I never met a president, Brandon. I didn't think I could get within 100 feet of the White House or even met anyone that was running for a president. You know, he was an ex-crack addict, you know. So it was very surreal. But, but I did my due diligence. I went and talked to his employees, a lot of them. And every one of them said the same thing. Great man, great leader, great boss. But the interesting thing, he had done something individually for everyone I talked to. I don't care if it was the janitor up to the restaurant or whatever it was. They all had a story of how he had helped them individually. No strings attached, just out of the goodness of his heart, whatever it was. And I go, wow, this is, a, he is who I thought he was there, right? So everyone knows I went all in. Well, then, if everybody knows, here's the next part of the story. I did a press release in Minnesota against my board of directors. Uh, don't do that. We're going to lose half our country or company. I said, I'm going to do that press release. And I did the press release. I didn't even say what we talked about. I said, I met Donald Trump and we had this meeting. I figured all the media would come to me and go, hey, what'd you talk about? What do you, what do you, I could have been bad or good, Brand. I didn't say anything else, right? You know, and, but the media, they hit me. This was the first attack, everybody. The, the online stuff, they called me a, a racist. They called me um, drug user, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you name it. It was just, and I'm going, what did I do? And uh, media, I was friends with a lot of these media people these, that worked in the media. And they're going, I'm, I'm calling them up to say what's going on. They're ignoring my phone calls. And they're, you know, they're attack, attack, attack. Well, then everybody, as everybody knows, what happened next was, so I went all in. I went to a divine appointment. I ended up, I got to go to the third debate. Um, I was in Las Vegas. The second debate was in St. Louis. I get to these, and it was surreal to me to be there. And uh, But I went all in when the media asked me, and they said, you know, 
what do you think of Donald Trump, whatever? And I said, well, I met him. So I had firsthand knowledge. And I said, I, you know, I think I'm pretty good at judging people. And I said, this guy's going to be a great president. Well, for that, I was also attacked by the Better Business Bureau. I had an A-plus rating, my pillow did, with the, with the Better Business Bureau. I was up for their torch award, the highest award the Better Business gives out. I was their darling. But they, what they, no complaints whatsoever. I had my own call center. They, we took care of every single person. And uh, it was the, they, I was their star company. They even had it on their own website. But all of a sudden, because of politics there, I went back to Donald Trump. Now they turn it on me and they came to me and said, you need to take those buy one, get one free ads down because they've been running too long. I said, according to who? Well, according to our bylaws, you can't do that. I said, you guys, you guys just told me I'm up for your torture war. And why would I take this away from my customers? And they said to me that day, uh, back in November of, of 2016, when they all got together here in Minnesota and attacked me and said, we're going to lower your rating. I said, why? And they said, and they all said, well, because you, uh, you, you've got to take those ads down. And I said, well, everybody runs a sale. Here's your retail price. Here's your sale price. And they said to me, but you're your own manufacturer. So here's a quote, right? And I may never have told you this. I said, what? I said, so if I had products that were made in China, and they said, here's the suggested manufacturer, or here's the suggested retail price. I could continue to run these ads at that. And she said, yes. And I said, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Because I'm my own manufacturer, I can't set my own prices based on what my costs are. And I said, you know what? If they were going to give me a C. I said, you just well give me an F because the public will never believe it. What did the Better Business Bureau do? One of the crookest businesses that ever walked the planet. They went and on, on January 2nd of 2017, they did a press release to the nation to their own benefit. My, my pillow's rating went from an A plus to an F. That's where it sits today, everybody. And that's just fantastic. When I got off the plane coming from, from Canada, I was up there at a shopping network, shopping network. And I got my, when I was leaving there, I've been up for like 24 hours doing 12 hours of shows up there. And all of a sudden, I look at my my social media had blown up. My phone had blown up. I, my pillow had been from an A plus to an F, and my father got put in a hospital, and which was critical at that time. So I fly back to the U.S. and here I'm going, trying to get to meet my dad, and all the media just attacked me, attacked me like rabid dog. You you horrible person. You horrible. My pillow. You're an F reading. How dare you try and Give us a sale, two, two for the price of one. It was it was horrible. And that was the first of these attacks. I go, what did I do? So now, everybody, let's fast forward to the summer of 2020. Remember, I spoke at the Rose Garden. When I spoke there, that divine appointment there, and I spoke there, and I said, God gave us grace for such a time as this. When all that happened, and that was the number one story in the world. The me I did 109 interviews in five days. The media, uh, some media attacking me over here and over here, they're sticking up for me. It was like this war heard around the world. But here's what, so then one week later, I was brought this cure, this, uh, this um, supplement that worked on the China virus. And I go, wow, this is a miracle. It came on Good Friday, that right after, about a week after I'd been at the Rose Garden. So I go, God's given us this miracle. And this, uh, and it was, I put, I borrowed $5 million and I had another 5 million. I put $10 million into making this and getting it out there. We were told you can get it out there. It's going to save people's lives. Get it out, open up our country. Well, everybody knows the story, just like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, they stopped it. They stopped it. The attacks were, I went on Anderson Cooper, they attacked and attacked and attacked. You'd think that, you know, Mike Lindell's going to poison the world. His uh, is made out of oleander. Well, you don't graze on it. So this attack came, and then my pillow was attacked, everybody. That's all I did. And I took that. So then they stopped it from getting rid of it here in the U.S. So then I tried to get it to Israel. Netanyahu made a dirty deal with Pfizer. And they and they and everyone out there had to turn into a junkie and take seven seven shots. But those ships were stopped. I couldn't get them over there to, to help Israel. I had dreams of opening it up and showing the whole world. 
you know. Then we were going to the Philippines. They stopped it there. And I know I'm friends with uh, senators and stuff over there. They stopped it from coming in the Philippines. The last place was Brazil. We were going to give it to Christian churches up and down the Amazon to open the, open it up there in Brazil. Once again, Big Pharma stopped it. So here I'm sitting with $10 million worth of this supplement. I did keep my pillow open and kept, I saved a lot of lives. I would do it again. It was worth it. I don't care how much money it cost me, but it was worth it. I know at least two lives that were saved. Uh, and it was probably many, many more that we gave it away. But here's all these supplements and sitting in a warehouse here in Minnesota. And it goes outdated in 2020. It, it expired. So on my taxes, I had no way to do it. I've lost all this money. So what do I do? I put a, I deduct, try and deduct it on my taxes. Well, Brandon, here comes the big news. Here's the audits come in everybody and they audit me for 19, 20, 21. And they're trying to say, I can't deduct this thing. Well, I, I, the IRS, I had them take pictures of this stuff. So they got, I got this deduction. Well, the IRS in the meantime says, well, no, we're not going to allow it back then because of this. You've got to use it now. Well, so they're telling me I owe millions of dollars because if they don't allow the deduction back then. So they didn't stop there. Then they went after my employees, everybody, this employment withholding tax audit. So during the China virus, my call center, all these great employees of mine are working from home. The mothers out there, the fathers that are out there, they were able to keep their jobs working off commission for sales of my pillow. Now they've been attacked in four different states, including here in Minnesota, by these uh, by the IRS audits to come in and stop them from being contract labor. It's disgusting, disgusting, and it's horrific. But what do they really want, Brandon? You know what they really want? What? what? They want Mike Lindell to shut up. They don't want our elections secure. This all comes down. And then we have the lawfare, everybody. I forgot about that. Remember, all I did... After the 2020, after November 4th, I dug into all this stuff in the elections myself. I'm going, wow, you know, these just doesn't make sense. I'm looking at anomalies, mathematic numbers every day that didn't make sense. Two counties in Wisconsin where there are always 75, 25 Republican, Democrat. Instead, it was the other way around. And it didn't make sense. But one of the things, everybody, that didn't make sense to me was... Every single county I checked in the country and every single state had non-residents that voted. And but just their name, I, I couldn't imagine everybody, 5,000 people running into Wisconsin from Minnesota going, hey, you wanna go vote for Biden? Wanna go vote for Biden? And I'm thinking, this is crazy. I looked at Nevada, you know, 7,000 some people that voted in Nevada that didn't live there. And you have to be a Nevada resident for 30 days. And I'm thinking, okay, this doesn't make sense. All every county, every every state, all these non-residents voted. Well, we find out later they didn't vote. The names were used. A lot of them were deceased all over in all 50 states. But at that time, I'm looking for answers in November and December of 2020. So on January 9th, when I'm handed all the evidence, all this cyber evidence, I'm going, wow. Of course, it had to happen with computers because people are genuinely good people, Brandon. They're not going to go, hey, you know, you, you, wouldn't you think a few people would come forward right now and say, um, hey, there was, there was millions of us. We just went around and did it. Of course, there wasn't millions. It was people using computers, everybody. The deep state, uniparty, globalists, and CCP. So what has my crime been from that point on? I've just never shut up because we don't have a country if we don't have our elections. Everything else manifested from those elections. We have one shot in history to secure these elections, and I will never shut up. I've lost everything. Yeah, they've attacked. They've attacked. I still have where my pillow's hanging on. They've, you know, American Express just went on the, and piled on the other day, took away our line of credit. You don't think that was a setup? You know, we've got a search engine out there where you can't search my pillow. We can't put up ads. You got Walmart buying our ads and they don't even have my pillow. This is an attack, an attack daily on Mike Lindell and my pillow. We get sued for $8.2 billion. $8.2 billion, Brandon. Why not make, you know, make it 10 million? It doesn't matter. You put a B on or a T. Why not make a trillion? 
But what they've done, everybody, over this last year, millions and millions of dollars I've had to pay out for lawyers. It's upwards of $60 million. Every penny I had saved up, every penny for my children and grandchildren, for everything, you know, and for building up my Melinda Recovery Network that I do. All these things that have millions of dollars. My store, all these things I put into it. Everything I've given away. When I was on Jimmy Kimmel, Brandon, do you remember the first time he said something to me about, uh, well, you make this money. And then I said, no, I give every dime I have away. And that's a fact. Every dime, almost to a fault. Helping churches, helping addicts, helping everybody. That's my, that's that's what I've done. But when I took this, I took everything. Sold buildings, everything I had. Did put everything into securing our elections. Because it doesn't matter, everybody. If we don't, if we, we have one shot at this. If we don't secure our elections and have and get rid of these machines, we don't have to get rid of them, but we're going to get rid of a lot of them. But with God, you know, I think people before thought this is an impossible task. No, it's not. We have 100 counties in the United States right now that have committed to go machine free by 2024. Mm, wow. After wow. our plan this fall, they're going to be, everyone's going to want to get rid of them. Everyone. But we need your help, everybody. There it is, LindellOffenseFund.org. You want to put money, if you're saving your money for a rainy day to help this country, there's the spot. LindellOffenseFund.org. You want to put money to a candidate or help some candidate and you're a down ticket, you know what? It doesn't matter. If he wins, he was chosen by the Uniparty to win. I don't care if they're a Democrat or Republican. All you horrible uh, journalists that are watching right now, if I were you, I'd be the first ones to donate to this plan or you're not going to have a job. You're not going to have, people won't have free speech. You won't have anybody to attack, Rand. You get that with the journalists? Yep. I told Jim Akoska once, he's on the phone with me. And Jim calls me up and he goes, he was going to bash me about someone seeing it. I go, Jim, I said, I'm here. I said, you should, I said, you have to listen to this. And I tell him about all the evidence. It's back in the day. I tell him about all the evidence. He goes, oh, Mike, you got it all figured out, huh? I go, Jim, I'm doing this for you, for our children, our grandchildren, everybody. I said, why are you, why aren't you on board with this? Are you, you know, I just don't get it. Do you guys, I said, do you have a shield up? Then he goes, well, Mike, I know you're busy. You got to go. I go, Jim, I got all day. Of course, I kept him on the phone for over an hour. You know, I said, you hang up on me. You don't get to ever call me back. You know what they're doing with me right now, everybody? So here's after this event and all these attacks on me, when these articles are coming out that my pillow's going down, the rise and fall of Mike Lindell and all this stuff. They didn't call me for comments, Brandon. They lie. I, they, I, every single journalist in this country is on this phone. They're a bunch of liars. They put, we reached out to Mike Lindell for comment. No, you didn't, because I'm always here. I don't care what time of morning or night. If a journalist calls me, I take their call. Do you know what I'm doing in Minnesota right now? I'm going to give her a little. There's a, there's a journalist here. It's called The Reformer. Horrible publication. But you know what? This Deanna or Deanna or whatever, she read my book. And I always pick on her. I'm going to call on the worst outlet, blah, blah, blah. But she read my book and she sent me a text two days ago and said, Mike, could I shadow you for two days? I want to write a story about you. I read your book, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, absolutely. One thing, Brand, I don't shy away from that. I got nothing to hide. So, you know. If she and she and I really believe she's sincere. Maybe she would. You know what? She's probably going to come and see um, who the real me is, which is what you see. So is she not going to be able to see? Oh, gee, um, gee, Mike's got off. You know, he drives around in a Ferrari and he's got all these material things. I have nothing. I drive around in a pickup truck. You know, this is what I do. You know, everything I do, 18 hours a day, is that we've got to save our country and. Our, for our children, grandchildren. We get one shot at this and uh, and we're gonna win. So she, she's gonna come in and shadow me and uh, and uh, and maybe, just maybe, kind of like Jimmy Kimmel. It's too bad he was off this summer. Think of all the stuff he'd have wrote, right? We'd have finally got, you know, I'm, you know Jimmy would have had me in 16 claw machines, right? But, it, but, but he's, you know, even Jimmy. And I think, you know, what we've seen today um, you know, you said it best, you know, like with McCarthy um, and talking about Donald Trump getting in that position. I think we're getting to the point where, you know, Democrats, you know, you're giving people from both sides. This has been a great uniting of the people, everybody.
This is not, we're not a divided country. Obama divided our country, if you want to know what I, what I believe. Do you believe that, Brandon? Oh, 100%. 100%. Obama divided the country. And you know what, what, Mike? I am watching, I am watching where liberals are now being attacked. We just had a Democrat member of Congress from Texas, and I'm sad to say, because I don't want, wish this upon anybody, mm-hmm. was carjacked yesterday. We just had a very liberal activist in New York who some of these people who have been defund the police and other things. We just have on social media him having the tar beat out of him. And it looked as though he was beat unconscious until they scrambled the video because it became so disturbing. In other words, we now have an opportunity where, well, in in Michigan, we have a sheriff that just came out yesterday and said we have transnational gangs, many of them from Africa, who are now targeting Wealthy people in Michigan, and I checked with some folks from Michigan, largely Democrat wealthy neighborhoods. So now you have Democrats suffering, being robbed, being beaten unconscious. Now, pretty soon as this seven plus million they've let in, who are not here for good reasons, most of them, as more and more Americans suffer under this, they're going to go, you know what? I was wrong. I mean, the the mayor of New York's already saying uh, we can't do this anymore. So these sanctuary states are now screaming uncle. So the point you're making, these people are now going to start suffering because guess what? what the, the, the water raises all the rising water raises all the ships, right? The, the water going down causes all the ships to end up in mud and everybody's going to be in mud regardless of your political party. And that's when they look around and say, you know, maybe at the end of the day, you aren't my enemy. Maybe at the end of the day, you're just another American who's in the same situation right. I'm in. And we better tell these guys in Washington to fix it. That's right. No, that's exactly right. And I watched the thing Bill Maher was uh, bragging up what a great job Biden's done, but yet he shouldn't run because he's old, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, Bill, do you, what do you think? And he's trying to name things that is done. And I'm going, well, Bill, maybe maybe the $5 or $7 or $8 gas doesn't affect you. Maybe these things don't affect you, Bill. You live in, you live in your little pot-smoking world that you do on your show. You know, I mean, so, I mean, he lived in this bubble, but yet he's bashing Biden, but yet said he's, his policies are great. He's just He just shouldn't run because he won't beat Trump. You know, so his whole thing was it was nonsensical, Brandon. But it just you bring up a good point is the all people, it's opening more and more eyes every single day, every single day, because it does. If things don't make sense, everybody, um, especially look at what we found out early on. You've got a Republican, Brad Rassenberger or your Robin Voss of the world, and they make decisions not even to check into something. When it's their party that was affected, so to speak. And if you don't even bother and check into there, why do we go into all these Republican states that have the biggest pushback? Arkansas, Alabama, Mississippi, Missouri, Oklahoma, South Dakota. Everybody, you know, people were surprised the other day when I said that. They go, you have problems in those states? Absolutely more problems than we do in the in blue states getting our election platforms fixed. It's it's unbelievable, everybody. But we're not going to have that anymore with the plan we put in place because of the RNC went and passed that resolution. Paper ballots, hand counted, uh, same day voting, uh, precinct, precinct level and, and signature required. Brandon, I really think, and everybody needs to get involved. We've got to, we've got to follow through, get this plan done. It's all in the works. The only thing we need now is your help, everybody. If you can't donate to the Lindell Offense Fund, find someone who can. Do it now. Get it out. This plan will secure our election. Now I only have one thing. I'm out of money. I need your help. We need your help. We have these devices. These devices. We want to get them in the hands as many officials as we can. Remember, these devices are going to, we're donating them to the, the election officials that are monitoring the election. These aren't going out. We're going to secretly go in there and like the media is telling you or bring them in with drones and drop them out of parachutes. Who knows? No, these, these officials want them. We have thousands or hundreds of officials that want them. And uh, we could, as, as we're, as we're, and we're producing them right now, 
but we need funding. We've got to get this plan in place because it's the only plan, but it is the best plan. And, I, and that's been worked on for over a year. And as we conclude tonight, we have breaking news. If you want to show my screen, Congressman Troy E. Nels, I guess that's how you say his name. He just tweeted not too long ago, uh, just a few minutes ago, about, actually when we came on the air, 59 minutes ago, Kevin McCarthy will not be running again as speaker. I nominate Donald J. Trump for speaker of the house that has been wow. viewed now been viewed now over at well over a half a million views in an hour and uh we'll see where that goes wow everybody get on there and retweet that what who, who was that get congressman that Tr congressman troy e niles n-e-h-l-s forgive me if i'm saying his name right. wrong nels troy so nels troy nels right everybody get on and retweet that everybody tomorrow we uh, have breaking news Big news, big news. Uh, is it good or bad? I can't even say that. There, I would say it's probably on the surface, it's gonna look pretty bad. I'm sure I'm gonna be attacked by, it will be the number one story, at least in the top three, depending on all these horrible, this one might even make the Times or Post granted. The big ones huh, that are out there, the big rotten ones, the well, big horrible. Everybody be sure to tune in. I guarantee you're not gonna hear it on Fox or Newsmax. That I will guarantee you. Everybody stay tuned to Lindell TV, and that does it for the Lindell Report. Thanks for watching. Take care.